Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? many times and uh, gave me advice but one of the greatest pieces of advice he ever gave me was if you want to know the true character of a man watch how he treats people who can do nothing for him you know watch how he treats the people that can't give him money or power or prestige or position watch how he treats the lowly those in society who can do nothing for him and you know over the years I've used that in my own life too and you know it always rings true If you want to know your character or the true character of a person, watch how they treat people who can do nothing for them. The lowly, the least, you know, of these. And uh, on that same note, I think today there are three keys that we often look at in Scripture that are going to be applicable also. Number one, we are to be those who walk in love. Christians should be those who walk in love. We also should be those who walk in humility. Humility is such a key to the Christian walk. God gives grace to the humble, but resists the proud. And the last thing, though, is that we need to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. We need to have spiritual eyes. We need to have an eternal mindset and spiritual eyes and not fleshly eyes, not walking in our flesh. Because what happens when we walk in the flesh? We get in trouble, don't we? And so those are keys always in Scripture, but I think highly applicable today. Now, I'm not going to rehash all of the Gospel of Mark, and you guys are saying, thank you, Jesus. Small miracles. But I will say this, I'll just remind us, the last time we were in the Gospel of Mark, we were in chapter 7, which ironically comes before chapter 8. So this, this is why we were in chapter 7. So chapter 7 was really a powerful lesson because we, we're going to see some of the same lessons today. In chapter 7, we saw that the Pharisees were rebuked by Jesus for holding the traditions of men over the word of God for being such hypocrites and holding to the traditions of men over the word of God. And they were these religious, prideful people. And then we saw the, the stark contrast of this humble Gentile woman who came humbly before Jesus, seeking that he would cast the demons out of her little daughter. And we saw that contrast, and we saw how God gave grace to the humble, how Jesus gave grace to the humble and gave that woman her humble request. And yet hit the contrast of those religious leaders who thought they were smarter than God, who, who held their own words above the word of God. And so we're going to see more of that today. We're going to see more. And, you know, this is the thing. When we look at today's lesson, we're going to be looking at the leaven of the Pharisees. And, you know, anybody who bakes, you know what leaven does. You put leaven in, in your dough and, and it starts to form pockets of air, pockets of gas. And what happens to the dough? It puffs up. It puffs up. It becomes a big old puffy windbag. (laughs) Today's unofficial title for the sermon, by the way, is don't be a gassy windbag. How's that? Don't write that down. Don't tell anybody, okay? Um, But the thing is, is those pockets of gas and air, they, they expand and they make the dough expand and it puffs up. 
And Jesus is going to warn that. Uh, that's a warning in our lesson today, isn't that? Leaven, when it gets in us, when it gets in our flesh, the leaven of religion, the leaven of pride, the leaven of the hypocrites, of the religious leaders, of religion itself, it puffs us up. And we become gassy windbags. And we don't need more gassy windbags in the church. Amen? Uh, only the gassy windbags didn't say amen, by the way. I'm just, just kidding. Just, uh, I'm going to get in so much trouble. So, just so you know, I've been uh, bored all week because I've been sick. So, things happen when I get bored. So, we'll see. But if you would, Mark chapter 8. We're going to start at verse 1. I'll read through verse 10. And uh, there's a lot of scripture to cover today, but really it moves quickly, I promise, because it's more of a, a narrative, more of a story. And so let's look at this. Starting in verse 1, we read, In those days, the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their own houses, they will faint on the way. For some of them have come from afar. Then the disciples answered him, How can one satisfy these people with bread here in the wilderness? He asked them, How many loaves do you have? And they said, Seven. So he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves and gave thanks, broke them, and gave them to his disciples to set before them, and they set them before the multitude. They also had a few small fish, and having blessed them, he, had, he said to set them also before them. So they ate and were filled. And they took up seven large baskets of leftover fragments. Now those who had eaten were about 4,000, and he sent them away. He immediately got into the boat with his disciples and came to the region of Dalmanotha. Let's pray. Father God, bless your word, as you do always, Lord, and help me just to get out of the way. Lord, just pour out your spirit upon this congregation, upon our fellowship today. Lord, fill us with your presence. Lord, let your word sink deep and help it to change us from the inside out. We praise you and we honor you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay, so remember back in, in chapter 7, Jesus also healed a, a deaf man who was also mute. Then they got in the boat and they went over to this region, this region that we, we know as the Decapolis, these 10 cities that are mostly populated by Gentiles. It's on the east side of the Jordan, northeast of the Sea of Galilee, but understand it's still a part of Israel. And this is a, a debate still today, you know, when we're debating over uh, the land of Israel, Golan Heights and all these things, it belongs to Israel. Um, the area of Israel is much bigger than we actually understand it to be even today. But during the days of, of the Exodus and when they came over, that east of the Jordan River was also part of Israel. This is also part of Israel. I think I have a map. I don't know, there might be a map. Um, this might help us to, to kind of see this. But, and if you can't read it, I understand. But to your right, above that little blue teardrop-shaped lake, that's the Sea of Galilee. You see the, the Dead Sea is the long, and then there's a little one. Above that, to your right, you see Manasseh and the tribe of Gad. So this is what happened. In the Old Testament, we know in uh, Joshua 1 and Numbers 32, that what happened is that Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh wanted to settle there on the east side of the Jordan River because it was good for livestock. It was, had plains, grassy fields, all this stuff. It was good for livestock. And Moses was opposed. He was against it at first, but then he agreed. He said, okay, as long as you come in to the land, help us defeat the enemies, you can come back out and settle that region as part of Israel. And that's what happened. So when people want to argue that it's not part of Israel, um, that, that it doesn't belong to Israel... Just understand it belongs to Israel. But not only that, when you study this out, 
I won't do this today. I won't go into depth. But take about six different passages to show you this. But when you look at what is actually promised Israel, it won't happen until the millennial kingdom. But when you look at what is actually promised Israel, the land of Israel is actually going to be parts of Saudi Arabia, Iraq, all of Jordan, Lebanon, most of Syria, small parts of Kuwait, Turkey, and Egypt. It goes all the way to the river Euphrates, down to Egypt, and over to the east, and it's a huge area. It won't be settled. That will not happen until the Millennial Kingdom. But understand, Israel is much bigger than what the little sliver of land they're given today, and then all the land they want to take away from them. And, you know, and I don't even understand. People even in the church want to debate this. The fact is, is that whole area was part of Israel. Even this place where they're at, this, this region that we also know is called the Gadarenes. Remember in Mark chapter 5 when Jesus took his disciples over and they cast the demons out of that, that man who was possessed with thousands of demons and he sent them into pigs because apparently it's still good for livestock in that area, right? Um, and that was that same region, the same area, east of the Galilee, east of the Jordan River. And so I just want us to understand, this is where Jesus is at, and it's part of Israel. And so Jesus takes his 12 disciples to this area. He's going to teach them more lessons. You know, this is what Jesus is doing. He's teaching his disciples and us, right, by proxy, through his disciples, through his word. He's teaching all of us lessons, and that's what he's doing here. Because he's still trying to get through the thick skulls of his Jewish disciples <laughs> a very important lesson. And I would say it's a very important lesson for the church today. When we consider the least of these, when we consider those people, the others, those outside the church, those outside of Israel for his disciples, you know, we ought to remember that none of us are better than anyone else. Do you know that? You're not better than anyone else. I'm not better than anyone else. You know, the, the statement, the, Christian, the famous uh, Christian quote, all we are as Christians is one beggar showing another beggar where to find bread. You're not better than anyone else. I'm not better than anyone else. And this is the lesson that Jesus is going to try to teach his disciples here because we are those in the church and those disciples, they were blessed with the presence of Jesus. You and I are blessed with the presence of Jesus. We're blessed with the gospel. We ought to be those who are merciful, not wrathful. Well, I don't care about those people. They're going to burn. That's not the heart of a Christian. We're, we're to be those who should be compassionate towards the lost no matter what they look like or what they sound like or what lifestyle they're caught up in, we have to be, we should be compassionate to the lost, to those in the world that don't know Jesus Christ. Yet challenge yourself, are you truly compassionate for the lost? Because that's the heart of Jesus. Let's look at this. Mark 8, 1 through 3, he says this, the scripture says this, In those days the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the multitude, because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their own houses, they will faint on the way, for some of them have come afar off. Jesus has come to this region, this area that's mostly populated with Gentiles. He's teaching Gentiles. He's teaching them for three days, and they're following him, and they're, and they're listening to him. Now, no, notice this. Jesus knows their ultimate need, their first need, which was what? Not food. It was spiritual food. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. 
For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, GolgothaFellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A Fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.